You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you listening in. And uh, this is Do Facts Matter with our own law professor, Robert D'Agostino. And uh, Robert's going to be running just a few minutes late today, but he will be here, and uh, he will be explaining about do facts matter. And we obviously know that um, facts don't seem to matter as far as the Taliban is concerned or as far as President Biden is concerned. Uh, If he had had facts, and I'm sure he did, but uh, if he had listened to those facts... We wouldn't be in such a terrible mess that we're in in Afghanistan. And that's all that's on the news right now. And, uh, you know, like uh, we sent out or Brett sent out in a uh, Facebook thing, the happiest guy in the country is Jimmy Carter, no longer considered the worst president ever. Old Joe has taken over that reign and... uh, is proving it every day what a terrible president he is. And it's almost gotten to the point of being ridiculous. Uh, His so-called press conference or speech or whatever it was last night was embarrassing. And uh, the guy is pitiful. The Democrats are pitiful. What's happening in Afghanistan is obviously pitiful. And it's scary because it's... It's going to affect the whole world. Mark my word and everybody else's word. I I don't have an exclusive on this, but I've been saying this since uh, Monday a week ago. That, uh, you know, with Biden's open door policy on the south border in Texas... We're welcoming every terrorist in the world to come on in and don't think they're not. They're coming in by droves. And the people that we let out, Obama let out, from Guantanamo are coming back into the United States. And they're not coming in bringing cherry pies. They may be bringing bombs and other other things but you know it's just it's incredible at my age I never ever imagined anything like this and at the same time that uh, we have terrorists coming in the door we also have socialists trying to take over the country and uh, facts don't matter to socialists either they just make up their facts. Whatever whatever you want to hear, they'll tell you. And as I've said over and over and over again on the station, when I was in school, almost I can remember almost from the first grade on, we were taught, or I was taught, that uh, socialism is the first step towards communism. And folks, I don't know about you, I can't answer for you, but I don't want to live under a communistic country. I don't want to become a communist. I don't want to live as a communist. I enjoy the freedom of going to a restaurant. I enjoy the freedom of going in and anytime buying a loaf of bread 
a gallon of milk. I love capitalism, and I hate communism. I hate dictatorships. You know, Castro made a joke out of Cuba, and it was terrible, a beautiful island that he destroyed. Venezuela is turning from capitalism to communism, and they have a destroyed economy. Folks, all it takes is doing a little homework, and you realize that communism just doesn't work. No matter how, or socialism or a utopian society, they just don't work. Everybody is expected to uh, do their fair share, but what happens is they don't, and you're not going to be able to make them. And you have the government or whatever entity it is giving to everybody. And like Margaret Thatcher said, socialism is great until the money runs out. And that's what's happening with us right now. I don't know how well you keep up with it, but I keep up with it well enough that I'm scared. I'm very scared of where we're going and how we may get there. And I'm not as scared for myself because of my age as I am for my children and grandchildren, that they'll have to live under a, under a cloud that will not be able to be driven away. China and Russia both want us, and they want us for our resources. And they're working on one of our biggest resources, and that's our kids. It's very unfortunate today that our kids are not going to school to be quote-unquote schooled, learning how to read, write, arithmetic, all the other things they're going to school to be indoctrinated and when I hear of some of the things that the teachers are saying in their classrooms this woke society and the CRT I can't take it and it has to be done away with and as Dr. Shears and I were talking the other day, after his show, The Doctor's Lounge, folks, there's only you people that can change it. If you're parents, then it's your obligation to know what your kids are being taught or not being taught and do something about it. And if that means getting that teacher fired or whatever it takes. We can't use indoctrination in the United States. We have to be taught. Our kids have to be taught. So please, please know what your kids are hearing when they go to school. Assuming that Biden will let them go to school and that they can go to school and not have to wear masks and all the rest of the garb that has been silly 
but it's been a good test by China to find out how we'll react. And now they know. And that's, as Paul Harvey would say, that's the rest of the story. They know that we can't handle conflict well, and particularly under the Biden leadership. I've never been ashamed or embarrassed of our country like I am today. And that speech last night, or <laughs> supposed news conference that was rigged, was an embarrassment, total embarrassment. And Biden and his handlers should be ashamed. He shouldn't be seen in public. He's old, he's frail, he's in last term's dementia, and is not a leader in any shape, form, or fashion. He's not a leader. And this country, sadly, sadly, needs a leader today. And the world wants us to have one, one that they can count on and depend on. And it certainly isn't Joe Biden. And we're going to have to do something about it, folks. I don't have all the answers, but we've got to put a leader in the White House. And we've got to get rid of these nanny-panny Congress people. And our military should be carefully looked at. We can't have disrespectful officers in the military. When I was in, you looked up to your officers, and when someone that had more rank than you said, follow me, it could be that you were going to give your life for them to follow them. But it was important to trust them and know where they were coming from. My solution, and it's nobody's asked me for it, but uh, Afghanistan, in my opinion, needs a good washing. And the only way we can do it, we should have never taken the troops out, but I think we should send the 101st and 82nd Airborne in and... Uh, give them all a 007 license. Kill anybody that's a towel head that is holding a weapon, kill them. And take back our Air Force base. And I know Biden doesn't have the gonads to do this, but that's what needs to be done. And it's it's a shame that we've got a situation where the tail is wagging the dog and it's like a it's like a little bitty mousy tail and it's wagging a german shepherd we can't have that we can't have the world looking at us 
like, I don't want to mess with you. You don't tell the truth. You don't live up to your agreements. You don't live up to your commitments. And Joe, baby, that's exactly what you've proven. You're the most worthless individual. Well, I guess I guess the one that even beats you at it is your vice president, Kamala. She probably has to have her name on the door in her office just to find out where she's going and what her name is. She has done absolutely nothing. We have a chaotic situation in Afghanistan, and we have a chaotic situation in our own country called our southern border. In both cases, they're absolutely absurd, and only one, and I started saying to say gentlemen, but only one fool has caused it. And if you voted for Joe Biden to begin with, I hope you're happy. Because he's got plenty of blood on his hands that he can share some of it with you. You should absolutely be ashamed of yourself. And Well, I didn't vote for him. I just voted against Trump. Well... Trump had a very good record, and you can't argue with that. That makes you a fool. And, you know, you probably need to be listening to some nanny-panny liberal radio station, not America's Web Radio. And, by the way, we support, support our veterans, our military that's standing up today for us, And as most of you know, I have a son in the military that I'm very, very proud of. And, you know, he could be, he's on active duty and he could be deployed any place in the world. Can you say that? Were you deployed? Are you a veteran? If you are a veteran, then we we invite you to listen to all the shows that we do for veterans and ask you to support the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame and Rick White. And if you know somebody that you'd like to have interviewed on America's Web Radio that's a veteran, we'll be glad to talk to them. We interview a veteran, we interview veterans two and three times a week, and we love them. And our homepage is dedicated to a good friend of mine who died from Agent Orange. One hell of a veteran. He fought it for many years and then finally succumbed. Folks, we're not getting the real news. As Trump said, we're getting fake news, and I'm not even sure we're getting fake news or who's making it up. But we're not getting the news today like we should. And the stories like we should. And it's up to you to change it. Uh, I'm amazed right now at Fox, which I had watched for the last several years. And uh, basically all they're playing, except for Fox and Friends in the morning, is reruns. And um, (laughs) 
they've played some of their interviews. I couldn't tell you. It's every day, the same time, the same interview, the same. It's it just, uh, I don't know what what's happened to Fox. Other than they lost Mike Lindell, Mr. Pillow, and $50 million a year in revenue from Mr. Pillow. So maybe that's uh, they can't afford to have live folks doing shows, live shows. I don't know, but it's uh, it's made me move to a different channel. And when I was started out in radio many, many years ago, I couldn't do what they're doing today. We had no opinion. We read the news either Associated Press or United Press International or from our own news producer that would give us script to read and write and work around, particularly on a local basis. So with that being said, I'm going to take a break. I don't know where Professor D'Agostino is. He did promise to be in... Um, a few minutes after one and uh, here it is almost 20 minutes after one so we're going to take a break we'll be back with you on do facts matter right after this hello my name is rick white and i'm the director of the georgia military veterans hall of fame i want to encourage all georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the georgia military veterans hall of fame and if you are a georgia veteran and the definition of a georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of georgia or you've lived here 10 years or you were raised to right hand join the military in this state you are considered a georgia veteran for further information go to www.gmbhof.org or you can contact me at 678-427-0915 we'd love to have your nomination for the georgia military veterans hall of fame thank you so much Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. And we will get back to you and... uh you're listening to, to Do Facts Matter, and uh, the fact of the matter is, our host, 
Professor Robert D'Agostino is not here today. He had uh, We talked, and he was going to be in a little late, but uh, was going to be here, but he hasn't made it, so uh, you've been stuck with me. And while I, I bring that up, we had a guest host last week that was absolutely fantastic. And if Mark is listening, Mark, you're more than welcome to call in and uh, and uh, pull the old man out of the deep, deep blue sea. You know, some interesting things are happening, and um, a number of folks are very pleased with uh, in New York with Cuomo being gone, as they will be very pleased when Biden is gone out of our White House. And, um, you know, I don't know which puppet's pulling Biden's strings, but uh, or puppeteer, but uh, I get them mixed up, marionette or... Or the, I guess the puppets are the ones that have a hand uh, someplace, and the and the pup and the uh, others are the ones that have strings attached. So I don't know. Whatever, whoever's uh, pulling Biden's strings are not doing a very good job of it, and making him look like a bigger and bigger ass all the time. <laughs> and it's sad. He's an old guy, and uh, you know he. Uh, he never would have been a good president, knowing him back when he ran the first time or second time. Biden ought to look in the mirror and just say, you know, I don't have it. I'm not the man for the job. And this is, we're desperately serious about uh, what's going on, folks. And uh, something has to change. And the United States has to get a leader that people will feel good and glad about following because bad things are coming our way. There he is! Goodness gracious, he made it. Yes. Howdy. And we have our host, Robert D'Agostino, in, and he's got a guest with him. And uh, you want to introduce your guest, Robert? I shall do so. Uh, you know, as uh, uh, Dave knows, I'm on hiatus for a while, but I thought I'd uh, come back and do part of the show today. And, and my guest is a recent graduate of Atlanta's John Marshall Law School, Vangelis Avrelis. Vangelis. And he will chime in about a few things I'm going to say. Not. I want to remind the audience that I was highly critical of the second Bush after Iraq. Getting rid of Saddam Hussein was a good idea, but this nonsense about nation building, which stems from Woodrow Wilson, making the world safe for democracy. Remember Woodrow Wilson? Well, not not literally, but yes. He got us into a war. First World War, which I think could have been avoided if he had uh, uh, did an armistice negotiation, if William Howard Taft had stayed in the presidency or Theodore Roosevelt had won as the Bull Muth Party, we wouldn't have had, I don't think we would have gotten involved in World War I. World War I made World War II inevitable. We could not avoid it. John Maynard Keynes made that plain in Versailles that another war was on the horizon because of uh, what did he? What did John Maynard Coon, uh, Keynes, excuse me, John Maynard Keynes, call Woodrow Wilson a na- an arrogant ignoramus, and uh, for what he was uh, proposing, 
So this nation-building nonsense got us into Korea, not with a primitive defense. Well, if it wasn't, why, why did we go in there? Why did we invite North Korea to attack South Korea by saying we weren't going to defend South Korea? And then we did. If it wasn't worth, in our primitive defense, it wasn't worth defending. I'm not saying long-term that may have been a, a, a good move, certainly for the South Koreans. But then we had Kennedy and Johnson and Vietnam. What a worthless war that was. And I was anti-war, but not anti-war American. I was anti-war because unnecessary and because if we got into the war, we, sh- we needed to win it, not play, to, not play for a tie. And then the second Bush... In this show, when I did this show, I said second Bush was mishandling the post-Saddam Hussein uh, situation. Because this idea that you can build a democracy, that everybody wanted liberty, everybody wanted to vote, is nonsense. If you look at the history of the world, it's real clear. Most countries are ruled or led by thugs. And the question is, our thug or their thug? The, the exception to this, to a large extent, is Western civilization, and I would say Christian civilization or Judeo-Christian civilization, which occasionally we get people who are not thugs in leadership positions. But look at the history of the world, and the question is, whose thug is it? And the idea that we can uh, put in, as we try to do in Afghanistan, this, this person sensitive to gender issues is nuts. And I was highly critical of the second Bush when, when we stayed in Afghanistan. He made a mistake in Iraq. He made a mistake in Afghanistan. We should have gotten out of Iraq, got rid of Saddam Hussein, and say, go find a new government, go fight it out, and if we don't like the thug you put in power, we'll come and uh, you know kick him out also. But it's up to you. You choose your thug, people of Iraq. And the same thing we should have done in... Look, what Afghanistan is 2,000 years, the Afghanis had never stopped killing each other. The warlords are always at war with each other. And, uh, and so what are, we, what are we doing in there? We're trying to turn a tremendously patriarchal system into one where gender equality was the goal. We aren't going to do that. We got thousands of years of, of uh, we can't impose our culture on other countries. I mean, it worked to an extent uh, in Japan. It worked very well in Japan, but we had a brilliant guy there doing it, Douglas MacArthur. And it worked in Germany because Konrad Adenauer was, was there. They had, in, they had uh, highly respected internal leadership who, who, who were willing to see Germany rebuilt on more democratic grounds. But this idea that we can uh, create a, a democratic country, a gender equality country... <laughs> Are you kidding? Now look where we are now. Look now. I'm going to ask Van here. Uh, you, you're a, you know a lot younger than I am, and I'm I, I'm I'm pointing out the times I was right. In fact, it was over a year ago, uh, almost a year and a half ago, I I called Dr. Fauci a villain on this show that he would be recognized as a villain soon, sooner or later. And of course, he is a villain. He did fund. He did cause the funding, contrary to the Obama administration. He, he got funding this gain-of-function research, which led to this virus and this worldwide pandemic. But that's another story for another day. But let me guess, Van, what do your fellow 
graduates or, or your friends think about the leadership of Joseph Biden? Well, so uh, as you know, I've got a very di- diverse group of friends. Some are very liberal, some are very conservative. Um, I think the real thing that we all agree on, um, especially when it comes to uh, uh, Afghanistan, is that you know I think, and I think this is kind of held by most Americans, is that yeah, we we wanted to leave Afghanistan, but this just doesn't. It, it wasn't done right. We didn't do it in the way that we should have done. Um, you know, giving up Bagram Air Force Base, trying to run. You know, uh, I think the from the information that I saw, I think they're running uh, flights out of Afghanistan every 39 minutes off of one runway. When we had Bagram, there were multiple runways. It was a heavily defended and defendable position. Um, now we have these checkpoints, and the, the administration, Biden administration, just gave out a list of. Uh, all American citizens who are located with Afghanistan, all green card holders, and uh, the allied interpreters, and we gave them that? We gave it to the Taliban. So, so in other words, Joseph Biden... Now, now I can understand Joe Biden, because I was in Delaware when he was a senator. And aside from the fact he's always been corrupt, and the fact that he's a plagiarist and a liar, he always had... And I can... I go through the lies if you want me to. And the... Uh, uh, he always had very poor judgment. As Gates said, Defense Secretary under uh, the second Bush and Obama said, on every single foreign policy issue, Joe Biden has been wrong. Now, his judgment is terrible. So when someone tells me, well, he's not running the show. Well, yes, that's true. I think Susan Rice and Valerie Jarrett are running the show for most things, domestically anyway. But this decision smacks of such incompetence such poor judgment, only Joe Biden could have made it. So he made this decision to, uh, to get out of Afghanistan the way he did. He made this decision. So my question to man is, how about your liberal fans? Are they st- still defending Joe Biden? Yeah, so uh, I've, I have one friend in mind who, uh, you know, I remember when we were in our 1L year, he was very pro-Trump. Um, which me, I've I've always just kind of been in the middle with Trump. Uh, he does some things I like, some things that I don't like. Um, but with my one friend that I that comes to mind, he was all for Biden. I mean, it was kind of crazy how he could be all for Trump and then immediately all for Biden. And I was talking to him about it, and he's been very gun ho. But after what happened in Afghanistan, he's just like, yeah, I can't, I can't vote for that guy again. And for me, I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't have voted for him because I don't think he's. Um, cognitively there, but yeah, I mean, I, from the few people that I have that are close to me that are, uh, you know, left-leaning, they're kind of seeing in a different tune at this point about uh, Joe Biden. Well, one would hope so. Uh, uh, I mean, of course, the media doesn't help. I mean, the, the, fa- the fact of his corruption was widely knew- known in Delaware. Uh, I mean, he was known as the senator from Wilmington Trust. And uh, and Hunter Biden has always been completely uh, corrupt. Well, after the break, we're going to have the break shortly. After the break, I'm going to give you a few prophecies of what I think is going to happen. And the reason I started the show by saying I was right, I was right, I was right about certain things, I want to assure you that I'm going to be right about this too. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. 
Hello, my name is Rick White, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I want to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And if you are a Georgia veteran, and the definition of a Georgia veteran is either you were born in the state of Georgia, or you've lived here 10 years, or you were raised your right hand and joined the military in this state, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to www.gmbhof.org, or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. We'd love to have your nomination for the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Robert D'Agostino back with Do Facts Matter. And uh, quite obviously, uh, uh, facts are uh, intruding on left-wing ideology at this particular point. Uh, Thanks to uh, Joe Biden's creating chaos at the border and now chaos in the entire world. Some time ago, I talked about the importance of atmospherics. Let me explain again what I mean. Saul Alinsky, great strategist for the left, Understood atmospherics. He, 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 he considered lies irrelevant. You can lie as much as you want. You can lie. If you want to destroy somebody and personnel <clears throat> is policy, if you want to destroy somebody, you've got to create a negative aura around him, a negative aura such as they create around Trump. And so lies don't matter. You get, tell a lie, you get caught in a lie, so you tell the next lie, and the third lie, and the fourth lie. And by the time you've told five or six negative lies, the American people, even though they know everything that you said previously was a lie, it, it creates an atmosphere of negativity. Something must be wrong with this person to have so many negative things said about him. And this is important so that the atmosphere surrounding somebody, the atmosphere surrounding even a country is extremely important in terms of perception, perception of others. All right. So what has Joe Biden created as an atmosphere? The United States as faithless, as cowardice, as incompetent, as feared, this cowardice of fear of the terrorists. That's the message that Joe Biden has given to the world. And the, the, the faithfulness, faith, lack of faithfulness, faithfulness the, the, the uh, cowardice, the, the, the desert, desertion of, of, of allies, that's what's happened. Let's face it, that's what's happened. And now, as Van just pointed out, we handed over the names of the remaining Americans and people with green cards and people who, who helped us to the Taliban. We're going to believe the Taliban? Are you kidding? If you if you think you know if you want to know what's going on in in Afghanistan, uh, you need to read the Hadith, H A D I T H, the sayings and actions of Muhammad. And one of the things in there makes it very clear that a Muslim, such as the leadership in Afghanistan, is free to lie and cheat non-Muslims if it benefits a Muslim. Do you really believe that 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 the Taliban didn't know about these uh, that this? Uh, 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 suicide bombing was being set up. Of course, they knew. Let someone else do the dirty work. 
They are interested in being taken credit for driving the United States out of Afghanistan. They don't care how many bodies are left behind. So what's going to happen now? Joe Biden has given a signal to the world that terrorism will not be opposed, that terrorists, not in any serious way, that we're going to see a tremendous rise in terrorism. This suicide bombing killing 18 or more American soldiers is only the first step. There's going to be terrorist acts all over the world directed initially at America and its allies. I would not be surprised if there is not another attack on New York because they brought down the World Trade Center and now they're going to go back and say, well, see, you can't rebuild, you can't do anything because we have the power and we have the courage and, and we have the wherewithal to, to strike. After all, they certainly have the wherewithal. We left enough military equipment behind to, to arm three armies. I mean, how can they do How can it so inc- I cannot believe. No, I can believe the Secretary of Defense. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I can believe John, uh, John uh, Milley, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who's only interested in uh, keeping his job. But it, I wonder Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, he's been around a long time. He had to know this is a disaster. What did he do to try and stop it? I don't know. But I cannot believe that despite the fact that I don't agree with him on a number of things, I don't agree with him about dealing with Iran and stuff like that, but I can't believe that he was would actively have gone along with this such incompetence and such a signal of cowardice, a signal of non-seriousness, a signal of selling out our allies. Who is going to support the United States now? Who? You have to be out of your mind to, to, to decide with the U.S. You've got to be looking in the Middle East and saying Iran will now push out against Saudi Arabia big time. There's nothing to hold Iran back now except Israel. The only thing that will hold them back now is not us. They don't believe we we don't have any credibility anymore. How about Taiwan? Taiwan's done, done for. The Chinese will have their way in Taiwan. They're not going to believe that we'll do a darn thing either economically or militarily to stop the Chinese communist government from taking over Taiwan. It just won't happen. Eastern Ukraine, we might as well concede it to Russia now. And in fact, if the Democrats were interested in the welfare of the country, they never would have done this Russia-Russia hoax against Trump. They would have let Trump make a deal with Russia. And a deal was, was, was makeable with Russia. Russia, had, Russia did not have to be forced into the arms of the Chinese. So now they're working in tandem. Russia, the, the Chinese, Chinese Communist government, and, and the Iranian government are all now working in tandem. And what's next? Terrorist attacks? Yes. There'll be one. There'll be two. There'll be ten. It's coming. The U.S. dollar? Now that the U.S. dollar is a paper tiger, according to the perception of the world, the atmosphere surrounding the United States right now is so negative, there will be a move against the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency. And if the U.S. dollar is abandoned or even partially abandoned as a world's reserve currency, which it will be, Katie bar the, do- the door for what happens in this country. The, um, if you think we have an inflationary problem now, you should wait and see. Uh, when the dollar is not worth anything because it's not a reserve currency anymore. What's back to the dollar right now? It's a piece of paper. 
not gold, not silver, not platinum. They will be a new reserve currency. Probably the initial reserve currency will be a basket of things, including gold, platinum, oil, the dollar, the yuan, maybe the pound. There'll be a basket. So, so I think initially it'll be a partial uh, abandonment of the dollar. But then it's just a piece of paper. What do you buy international trade with a piece of paper? Not much. What's backing that piece of paper? If the answer is not even the power of the United States, which is now a joke in the world, what, what are we going to see? I think we're going to see inflation that, uh, you know, don't get what inflation is. Inflation is, yeah, too, too many good dollars chasing too few goods and services. But inflation is also a reduction in the value of the piece of paper we're using, currency. What's happening in inflation, prices rise because the dollar's value goes down. That's what's happening. The dollar is losing value as we speak. And, and inflation is a gigantic tax on the middle class because they bear the brunt of rising prices. And the very wealthy don't have to worry because they make, they make a lot of money. After all, the, the, if you take the, the top billionaires in this country, almost all of them are Democrats. And uh, the uh, Facebook, uh, Zuckerberg, he put $350 million behind the Democrats in the last election. $350 million for, for behind the Democrats. Jeff Bezos, that's Amazon. He owns the Washington Post, which is a Democratic House organ almost. All these people in the tech, high tech, with one or two exceptions, are, are Democrats. I, I always um, look at Forbes, and they go down the Forbes list of the wealthiest people, and I say, well, Democrat, 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 Republican, Democrat, Independent, Democrat, Democrat, Republican. So you go right down that list. Take the top 10, take the top 15, take the top 20. You say, why are they Democrats? Follow the money trail. And so the, the, the answer right now we have, since the tech giants or the big corporations are all support, not all, but most supportive of the Democrats, how are they going to cover up this incompetency? How are they going to cover up what's going on? Does anyone really believe what Joe Biden said last night, that he's going to get these people who did this to us? No one believes him. The terrorists don't believe him. Our allies don't believe him. Anyone with any sense in this country doesn't believe him. He's not going to do anything. And we know he's not going to do anything. Joe Biden never does anything. He said, I've been wrong every time. He doesn't know what he's doing. His judgment is terrible. And that's over and, ab- over and above uh, his, uh, uh, the fact that he's not making the decisions on domestic stuff right now. Uh, and... It is, let me just put it this way. Last night, when he started to speak, I couldn't stand it. And I flipped it on Forensic. Was that show on, on, on uh, Forensics? Uh, where they're talking about how they track down murderers based on forensic evidence. I, I'd rather watch that than uh, listen to Joe Biden speak. Uh, that's how uh, sick he made me. I mean, the saddest part about him speaking, though, is the fact that it's only he only takes like two or three questions and then immediately runs away. And those questions are usually submitted in advance. I, I loved when he admitted it. Admitted to it. Do you remember this? 
No, go ahead. It's on my list. I have to start with NBC News first. Oh, yeah. Friendly. There's nothing friendlier than NBC. That's yeah. true. And, uh, you know, he openly admitted that he had a list of the people he was supposed to call on, and I've got the answers here, so I'll call them. Well, they, 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 they I, I think there was one press conference where one of the, uh, one of the women uh, reporters changed the, the question somewhat, and I think Biden reacted and said, well, that isn't the question that you were supposed to ask, something like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, look, <laughs> he, he, everyone in Delaware, not everyone, but in Delaware, we all knew that he was a person of limited intelligence. The only person who thought he was intelligent was Joe Biden. And always what people said and always said, oh, well, yeah, we know Joe, he's not very bright, but he's a nice guy. And they would vote for him because he went to their mother's 50th wedding anniversary. They, they, they voted for him because he went to the high school championship football game. He was seen everywhere. In a small state like Delaware, you can be seen everywhere. Everybody, a tremendous number of people thought they knew Joe Biden because he showed up at some fair another. I remember when I was at the uh, inaugural, I think it was the, uh, maybe it was the first uh, Reagan, or the first or second Reagan inaugural, and Mike Castle, who was then governor of Delaware, was walking around, and he came up to me and said, hey, Bob, how you doing? And people were so impressed. The governor knew you? I said, the governor knows everybody. It's a small state. <laughs> I'm not anything special to him. Just that he knows everybody, and he recognized me standing here. But he's walking around recognizing all people from Delaware, because that's how Delaware it was in those days, a very tight-knit and a very small state. And there's Republican in those days, too, no longer. But um, so the next question is, we're going to have terrorist attacks. I think that's inevitable. And, and I think there's going to be one, another one on New York. Kind of a, so there, we, we fixed you. You thought you stopped us. Well, you're not going to stop us. Um, I don't know here in Atlanta if we have anything to fear. I think they'd be more likely to hit uh, something on the West Coast. Uh, maybe, you know, and the entertainment industry is, 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 is a target. Maybe Chicago's a target. Yeah, Dave? You know, uh, not many people have brought this up. We brought it up here. But, you know, I look at COVID as a test by the Chinese, not just on the virus standpoint, but look at what we did. Look at, you know, you still drive down 85, 400, and you'll pass somebody that has a mask on in their car by themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's really bizarre. And, and the reaction that we take, and okay, and I'm not trying to give the Taliban any ideas, but just think, what if there was an IED every morning on 85 or 400 or on 75 that blew up a car what do you think the what do you think the american public would do at that point well i i mean the american public still has a lot of people uh, who who are uh, very concerned and willing to to do something the problem is we have all the people who are not um and uh you know i remember when i was in washington i was in reagan appointed to just me to the justice department so I was a, a political appointee to the Justice Department, and I uh, appeared in front of a bunch of uh, bureaucrats. 
and which is typical of political appointees to talk bureaucrats and and the typical thing was well we've been here for a couple of months and we've gotten to know you and we know what you know solid people you are and we came here you know hostile but we, we know that you're professionals and you know expected to so what I said was you know I've been here for two months I've met a lot of you I've seen what, you, what you've done and how you've done it and how able you are and let me tell you my conclusion I'm glad the rest of the country is armed to the teeth now they drop their jaws. Uh, what? What's this guy saying? You know, this is this is. We do a lot of veteran shows here, yeah. and um, you know the the like the Japanese said why they didn't invade the United States was that there was a a weapon behind every blade of grass. Yeah, well, rifle. You know, today we have two million veterans that are virtually a standing army. And, you know, if China decides they want to come on shore, they'll be facing a lot of veterans. They don't have to do that. They can defeat us without doing that. Yeah. They're going to defeat us. Well, this goes back to what you and I have talked about for years, yeah. that they're going to defeat us from the inside out, not yes. from the outside in. Exactly. And, and uh, they will... Uh, They'll dare us. Look, and, and they're doing it, by the way. Of course. What did Biden do? Trump prevented the 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 gas pipeline from Russia to to Germany. Didn't want Germany to be dependent on the Soviet former Soviet Union, Russia, uh, economically. He was he knew, he knew about the dangers. Trump understood. Trump was brilliant. He understood lots of things. Yes, he had a loud mouth. Yes, he was boorish. He and if he had shut up, he would have been better off. And stop those damn tweets. But he knew there's a long history of this idea that a German-Russian alliance would completely dominate Europe. Now, what are you doing? You're allowing the Russians and the Germans to get together in this gas pipeline, bypass uh, uh, Turkey, among others, and also hurting U.S. production. Because liquefied natural gas is is a a big market for that in, in, in Europe. And where's liquefied national gas come from? Here, this country. Uh, it ain't going to happen. So we we have not only uh, uh, reversed the Trump uh, ideas of of, of uh, energy independence. We've thrown the ball in, in, into the advantage Russia, at least for Europe's concern. And by this idea, look, you know, one of the Republican uh, thing, Louis Gohmert said that. Uh, this, these solar panels are, are blasting birds out of the air. And he was ridiculed. But it's true. You have these solar panel ar- ar- arrays, and everything underneath them, the lizards, the turtles, the snakes, they're fried because it's go so hot underneath the panels. And, and they're killing them by the thousands, in, in, less in Arizona and places. Well, what about the birds? Well, the, the solar panels reflect this heat into a tower which heats up water and and then generates steam to run electric turbines. So that reflected heat goes into the air, bird flies through it, and they're fried. They, and as Louis Gomer said, they essentially explode. He was right. He was right. And how about the, the, the wind chopping up birds when they fly through the blades? 
there has to there was a, ch- a change in the regulations allowing these wind farms to kill more birds than they were allowed to previously. So you want to kill the uh, eagles, get a wind farm going. Um, and what? Oh, but electric. Well, you know, there's no question that electric motors surely not, don't let out any carbon dioxide, right? No carbon dioxide. However, you got to make the battery. Making the battery is extru- uses a lot of toxic chemicals, and they come from China, a lot of this stuff. And they pollute the earth in China. Well, it's, it's not only creating the batteries, it's also disposing of them. I mean, they're full of cobalt and lithium, so the moment you put that into the ground, I mean, good luck. <laughs> well, that's right. And plus, what energy that, do they use to make the batteries? you got to have energy, and that comes from fossil fuels in China from coal, and gas in this country from natural gas mostly, if you make, what you make here. So you're using fossil fuels to to manufacture the the battery. The battery uh, is manufacturing at least in, where most batteries are manufactured is highly polluting. And everybody says, "Oh, buy an electric car and save the world." I, we got a professor at uh, John Marshall who has, you know, he has a. a um, the EPA gives ratings for cars, 10 best environmentally, one the worst. And uh, this professor was very proud of the fact that he has a car rated 10. And I said to him in front of some students, don't worry, my car's rated 1. Balance you out. <laughs> I'm not saying that, look, I, 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 I don't want to have a discussion about climate change because uh, th- there is evidence of some warming, but, but the... the, the um, the reason and the cause and and whether it's uh, harmful or not is not another issue, which is uh, maybe I'll go to the science some, uh, some other show. But I want to get back to what's happening now because what's happening now is extremely dangerous to this country and to our allies. I mean, the Macron in France you know, canceled the trip, I believe, he had it on schedule to Israel, I think, something like that, because of this. Or, or, or he has the Israeli prime minister cancel the trip. There, the, France, Britain, Israel are all more vulnerable today than they were yesterday because of Joe Biden. And when Joe Biden gets out there and lies, oh, well, no one's been highly critical of me in the foreign, foreign he's lying through his teeth. He's lying. And the question is, who buys it? And there's always going to be some to buy it. I know one of the professors at John Marshall who buys all this crap. He, he buys it all. It, it, he, he'll think of a way of defending what Joe Biden has done. And I ask him, you know, I'll ask him, what about the 18 or 19 American soldiers who are dead today because of Joe Biden, who would not have been dead if Trump was still president? What about that? Oh, no, no, this is all Trump's fault. They always say it's all. How is it Trump's fault? If, if Biden had followed Trump's plans, we would have kept control of, of, of Afghanistan until we were ready to cede control. And that has got all our equipment out, all our people out. Then our military. You don't get the military out before you get your equipment out and your people out. This is absolutely crazy. And Bagram Airport, giving giving airfield up, the one secure airfield we had in all of, uh, uh, of Afghanistan, that's insanity. I mean, for me, the really sad part, um, you know, not discounting what happened to the Marines, because, I mean, those are our countrymen. That's really sad. But for me, one thing that's 
really sad and kind of telling about how the U.S. Uh, is changing its foreign policy is when you have all of these uh, interpreters that were allied with us who gave years of their lives and, you know, not only put themselves at risk but their families, the fact that we didn't try to get them out um, quite a bit earlier, you know, give them green cards, give them the fast track, because it's not like we didn't know that they were all going to be killed the moment we left. You know, that that's kind of been baked into the equation since the beginning. And for me, it's the fact that we didn't... Cause I don't think the Taliban will, even though what happened with ISIS, I don't think that they are going to just go out, you know, executing Americans as fast as they can. They know what will happen, you know, if, if they begin to do that. You know, they're going to have ISIS probably try to do something like that to try to get around it. But at the same right. time, you know, the Americans will come back in and it's just going to be a bloodbath on their part. Well, I'm right. You're right. They'll use, they'll let ISIS do it. They'll let Al Qaeda, they'll let uh, do all this d- dirty work. The interesting thing is, what are they going to do after the 31st? Right now, the Taliban's going house to house killing Christians. I mean, as, as the Hadith said, smite them at the neck, and they're killing Christians, and they're killing Christians' families, children, wives, they're killing them all. And uh, hundreds of thousands of people are going to die thanks to Joe Biden, not only in Afghanistan, but around uh, wor- the world because of terrorist attacks. We're going to suffer terrorist attacks. And I think uh, if things really get dicey, maybe I'll go to stay in my Florida home, because it's highly unlikely to... To, to attack, I'm not going to mention the city because who knows? Someone may be listening. They may decide to hit hit the city. But um, it's it, this is a very sad time for America. It's a very sad time for the Western civilization. It's a very sad time for a lot of people, and that's all thanks to Joe Biden. And they, 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 the the Democrats impeached Trump, Trump for no reason over call. nothing over nothing. And how are they going to defend Joe Biden? I mean, if you look at this objectively, Joe Biden has blood on his hands. He, I don't see, someone had to have told him. I don't mean the Secretary of Defense, who's completely, mostly preoccupied with teaching military critical race theory. Uh, or, or Miley, whose who's real interest is staying in a position of power and, 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 and butt-kissing. Butt the, the people in power but I'm telling you listen to me I flat out prediction we're going to be hit thank you for listening you're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com thank you for listening